Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Mark 3, beginning in verse 31. And what we're going to do is read this last paragraph of Mark 3, and then the first section of Mark 4. Verse 31 in chapter 3. And his mother and his brothers came. So that's talking about Jesus... Uh, earthly mothers and brothers. And standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him. And they said to him, Your mother and brothers are outside seeking you. Now, it's true, right? They're not lying. They really we just, Mark just wrote, verse 31, that his mothers and brothers came to him. But verse 33, he answered them, Who are my mother and brothers? He's very simply just turning this instance into a teaching moment about the nature of the kingdom of God, the nature of brotherly fellowship in the kingdom of God. He answered them, who are my mother and my brothers? Verse 34, and looking about at those who sat around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother, the family of God, the household of God spiritually conceived, whoever does the will of God. That's the one who's united to Christ. That's the one who's been born again. That's the one who's in the family of God. The one who does the will of God. And so when you see in verse 32, the words, and a crowd was sitting around him, and then you get down to verse 34, and Jesus says, Here are my mother and my brothers, motioning, obviously, to the crowd that was around him. So whoever in that crowd has faith in him is one who has done the will of God. That is Jesus' brother, sister, and mother. And so as those who have come to faith in Christ, as those who've been filled with the Spirit, we've been brought into that very same family. Not a different family. Same family. Different year. Different location. Same Spirit fills our hearts, and that's why we are bound together by the Holy Spirit. We do not simply believe in the same ideas. Of course, we believe the same ideas and truths, right, based on Scripture. But it's more than that. The unity, the fellowship that we have is more than that. It's a true spiritual bond that we have in the Holy Spirit. And it is, brothers and sisters, an eternal spiritual bond that nothing and no one can take away from us. The inheritance we have in Christ. Who are his mother and brothers? Whoever does the will of God. Uh, Verse 1 in chapter 4. I'd like us to read the parable of the sower and then going straight through to the interpretation of this parable. Again, he began to teach beside the sea. Well, that sounds nice, doesn't it? One day maybe we'll end up beside the sea on a beautiful, beautiful day. He's teaching beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. Really the idea of a mob where there's only room for him is to be in this boat. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on a rocky ground where it did not have much soil and immediately it sprang up 
since it had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into the good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold, sixtyfold, hundredfold. And he said, he who has ears, let him hear. Thinking in a general sense, you can see some principles here. Problem is not the sower. The problem is not the seed. The problem is where it lands. Verse 10, and when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God or the mystery of the kingdom of God. Something uh, long held secret, but now fully revealed. The secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables so that they may indeed see, but not perceive and may indeed hear, but not understand lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Now, this parable is unique in one sense. It's a parable about parables. It's a parable about how the word goes out and how it's received and how sometimes it bears fruit, but other times it doesn't. So if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? Verse 13. Now, verse 14, interpretation. All right. The sower sows the word, right? the word of God, the word of the kingdom. That's what the sower is sowing, obviously, by speaking it, right? Speaking the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear Satan immediately comes, takes away the word that is sown in them. You know people like that, right? Maybe there was a season of your life. A whole, maybe a whole era of your life where as soon as the word of God came, pff, gone, forget about it, didn't even hear it, just doesn't even register. You don't even consider it to any degree. As soon as it's there, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. Verse 16, and these are the ones sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they heard the word, immediately receive it with joy. But they have no root in themselves, but, for, but endure for a while. And then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. We know people like that too. We know tons of people, all kinds of people like this. Verse 18, and others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word. But the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful worldly distractions. It doesn't even need to be necessarily sinful things, just worldly things that become sinful because they distract us from the word and the word doesn't bear fruit. Verse 20. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Now here's why I did these two passages together even though they're in different chapters. We know the, you know the chapter breaks are added by the interpreters and translators, and that's okay. But look again at verse 20, right, it's right there. Hear the word. Those, those that were sown on good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it. So they hear with faith. They receive God's word as it is, and that is as God's word, not as man's word, as something to be submitted to, as something to be re- received in faith and believed 
hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Now go back to the end of chapter 3, verse 35. Whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. Who is the one who does the will of God? The one who hears the word, accepts it, and bears fruit by the power of the Holy Spirit and faith, through faith in Christ. That's pray.